Preface As he advanced upon her, Emily could see the tortured love turn to crazed obsession in his eyes. He drew out a blade, long, cold, and cruel, and held it up to her throat. She gasped, gripped with fear. It felt as though every drop of blood had been drained from her body. Tom's face underwent a change. He gave her an almost pleasant, casual smile and wink, but his eyes were still horrifyingly inhuman and demonic. Never in a million years would Emily have imagined that her death would come like this. Only a short time ago, she could not possibly have envisioned in her craziest dreams that the path of her life would bring her to the point of this knife. Yet here she was. Tom played with the knife, gently tracing patterns on the soft flesh of Emily's throat. She thought of her mother and her father. Her heart sank at the thought of failing her father, failing to see his murderers put behind bars. She took solace, though, in knowing that she had done her best. She thought of her love, and her heart exploded with anguish. Had he been destroyed? Emily held her breath, certain that she was looking into the eyes of her death. July 1549 On a clear morning, a young man exited the gates of a castle, high upon a hill in the rolling countryside. Examining the landscape, he ran a strong hand through his tarnished gold hair and frowned. He was handsome, and although only eighteen, he already displayed more than a hint of the ruggedness and maturity of the man he was becoming. He was powerfully built, and while he usually radiated an air of calm strength and confidence, today he was deeply troubled. The young man stopped in front of a magnificent white stallion tethered to a post. He unhitched the horse, then paused, staring all around him in a daze, plagued by inner doubt. After a while, he sighed and patted his horse affectionately. It is time, Sonnelis. He sprang upon the back of his horse and thundered down the road. As he blazed an angry trail, he fought to maintain control over his emotions. But it was no use. After over an hour of hard riding, the road dipped through a valley, emerging out of the forest into wide open fields. Ahead of him rose the battlements of the royal palace, the flagpoles on top glinting in the sun like the tips of spears. He approached, still fuming, his efforts to control his anger left behind in the dust. The young man leaped off his horse and strode through the main gates without hesitation. God, announce me, he said to a wiry older man standing by the front entrance. Mitchell Keats wishes to have an audience with the Lord Protector. Yes, sire. The guard disappeared into the castle for a few moments as Mitchell waited, then returned and led him inside. Your sword, sire, said the guard, holding out his hands. Mitchell reluctantly unbuckled his scabbard and handed it over. Follow me. Mitchell followed the guard through the main entrance hall, directly into the throne room. It was a great chamber, ornate, covered in intricate, beautiful carvings gleaming with gold leaf. Majestic paintings adorned the walls. Their depictions of biblical scenes were both imposing and magnificent. At one end of the chamber was a raised dais. Mitchell approached the thrones, standing solidly with feet apart, hands clasped behind him. The throne was empty, but next to it, on two slightly lower chairs, the Lord Protector, a distinguished middle-aged gentleman, sat beside his wife, a strong, dour-looking woman. Behind her stood a beautiful young lady with ivory skin, hair like cascading Lebanon flowers, and bright blue eyes. 
She stood with an air of calm grace, and the soft, alluring glow of blossoming femininity radiated from her. At the sight of the young man, she breathed in a whisper of a gasp before regaining her composure. Around the room, various guards and attendants waited silently. Come in, please, said the middle-aged gentleman, giving away no expression. Mitchell cleared his throat. As he approached the dais, the girl standing behind the Lord Protector shot him a wary glance. Their eyes met, and for a split second, a silent understanding flitted between them, unnoticed by the others in the room. The girl briefly bit her bottom lip. Reluctantly, Mitchell turned his attention to the Lord Protector, giving him a courtly bow. Master Keats, this is a surprise, said the Lord Protector, regarding him curiously.